Welcome to Untangling Christianity. On this show, John and Greg attempt to diffuse destructive ideologies, unsnarl confused ideas, consider love and truth in Christianity. I'm John Polstra. And I'm Greg Monteith. Well, I'm having a fantastic day. I don't know about you. That's awesome. It's 75 degrees, sunny, crystal clear, blue skies. Went for a walk. An awesome conversation going on in the private Facebook group about going to church, raised by Stephanie in response to our last episode, which is episode number 88. I think that's right. So, and I guess she also posted some stuff on her wall, which garnered some responses as well. So they're like, I don't know. It just excites me when people are thinking about things and they're asking questions and they're like, wait a minute here. Because I've I've had a number of these moments in my life as well. Sometimes they're kind of disturbing and troubling and other times Mm. it's like, wait a minute, this is this too good to be true or wait, what's going on here? So I don't know exactly what category this falls in for Stephanie, but I think she raises some fantastic questions and things to think about here. So what I thought Mm. I'd do is I would read... Uh, and I'm reading this with her permission, a couple quotes from what she wrote, and then we'll just kind of see where we go. All right. So she writes, so I guess my question is, is it possible? This is after kind of some back and forth. So I guess my question is, is it possible to have an authentic Christian experience without going to church? It seems there are plenty of references in the Bible on gathering together. Are we doing it, quote, wrong if we don't attend and wrong according to whom? the Bible, or our family and friends. And then there was some more back and forth, and then I think you asked her to, to you know, challenge what it is. Mm. And she says, I don't know what it, in quotes, is. I think for me, maybe it is being a Christian and church combined. It seems they go hand in hand. Can you go to church without being a Christian or having any sort of meaningful walk with Christ? But on the flip side, can you have the meaningful relationship with Christ without church? I'd never considered it until now. But looking at our situation, I think, for me at least, I don't want to be a part of that kind of Christianity. It doesn't line up for me. This is hilarious. You've got, <laughs> <laughs> you've got good coffee. You've got the American Idol type worship. But you don't get outside of your own agenda. So I guess my answer is I'm not sure. Defiantly seeking truth and living beyond checking the boxes. I love that defiantly seeking the truth part. Yeah, I, that that really struck me. What What are your initial thoughts here? And I had a few, and they're kind of escaping me. So why don't you start? Well, first of all, I'm really uh, glad, uh, Stephanie, that you uh, you know raised this on the the Facebook group, and you've you've, you've created a, a whole. Uh, you know, conversation here around this jumping off of maybe that last podcast episode that uh, John and I did. So I, I'm thanks for doing that. That's great. That's really what we we love to participate in and love to see happening. Um, and then, yeah, I guess it, it's it's nice also to have this all accessible. This was all on the, the the Facebook group for those who are in that group. And then, of course, we can share this with other people by taking it like we're doing now to the podcast. So this is this is great. Um, in terms of the content, I think, you know, we've also got a little more access to some of the, uh, some of the material that 
Stephanie sort of posted on her own uh, Facebook page and has had a number of people come back to her. And I think that's been helpful for me to see what some more typical Christian responses are. And I would love at you know, at some point during our conversation to talk about this idea of obedience and how obedience figures into going to church. And where do you see that link? Like, do you see that link in the sense of obedience to what the Bible teaches? Well, this is the problem, because I think what tends to get cited, and, and I, I don't want to do, I don't want to go into the exegetical piece, because my Bible with all of my notes in it is not in this location. So I would simply say that I think what tends to get cited is this 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 kind of verse or two in 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 Hebrews. Uh, there's Hebrews ten, uh, I guess it's twenty four, twenty five, yeah, twenty five, twenty four, twenty five. In the NRSV reads, "And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds." And verse 25, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now, the, the, uh, I, I think that I'm not looking for some sort of a cryptic meaning in this. I think it's meaning essentially what it's, what it's kind of overtly presenting as. But when you see it in the context, the whole context of this, this uh, chapter 10 and the whole end of Hebrews is really making a point about who Jesus is, what Jesus has done relative to the promises of the Old Testament, relative to uh, the covenant with the Israelites. There's a whole lot of putting into context what, this, what Jesus' actions amount to, what they amount to for Jews and Gentiles. See, I'd love to come back to this and do. A, I'd love for you to do your do your thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on those verses when you have your Bible and really, because all I've ever heard cited is this uh, notion of well, your sin. You know, it's the idea that mm. if you don't do something that the Bible commands you to do, you're sinning, and mm-hmm. if you're sinning, you're obviously not obeying God. So if it's in the Bible and you're not doing it, you're sinning. Yeah. Which, which as things really started to fall apart for me well, a few mm-hmm. years ago, but then, you know, as we went through some of these books and, you know, my habit has become as I'm reading these books to be like, okay, you cited this verse. Mm-hmm. Surely this verse matches up with what you're trying to get across here. Mm-hmm. And then finding that it didn't. So right. this verse is always cited as the, well, yeah, that there's that command in the Bible that you have to go to church. But what I always think is missing now, having talked to you for so many years, is yeah, but they didn't have a, they didn't have coffee bars at American Idol worship <laughs> two thousand years ago. So, what did church really mean? Mm-hmm. And has this idea just kind of crept forward over the years? And I'm not saying that going to church isn't a good idea uh, but mm-hmm. i'm just saying that this whole idea that it's a command and that if you don't do it it's sin i i just have some problems with especially if mm-hmm. whoever you're talking to can't give any deeper any depth to these passages and what's really going on yeah yeah i think that's really that's really important well and, and f- as i'm think as I, as i'm reading through some of the responses that you know stephanie essentially asked the question on her uh, Facebook wall and, and received a number of responses. But 
I think the main theme I would draw out of those responses that I see in those responses is this theme of being obedient to God. And I think that this is something that needs to be really looked at a little more closely. Um, you know, obedience then in what sense or uh, to what? And I think if, if we were to say, if we were to ask the question, so if Christians are to act in certain ways and not in other ways, that, that, so going to church is one of those ways they're to act in. Well, to what end? Why? Why would we want to do this? And I think that the, the main response is typically something along the lines of, well, to be Christ-like. And then I would want to ask the same question again. Okay, so why do we want to be Christ-like? What's, what's, what's that about? And, and here's where I think things, you know, get tricky or, or fall down because I think that the answer is typically we want to be Christ-like because we're told to, because that's what the Bible tells us to do. And so when I put those two things together, what I'm hearing is we're to be obedient in order to be Christ-like and to be Christ-like in order to be obedient, which is completely circular. We're getting nowhere. That, that, that's meaningless. And um, so if, you know, if people have other ideas other than being Christ-like or being obedient then, uh, as to why we should be going to church, you know, what, the, what the real goal is in, in, in being obedient to God, then I, I'd be interested in that. But I think that part of the problem that I'm running up against in this is that it seems from this presentation like um, Christian faith is somehow it's 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 um at at oppositions or at, at odds with reason and with rational thought and it's also at odds with purposeful living right in other words tell me why i would want to be christ like well you want to be christ like because you live better because it means something to who you are who you can become it has the ability to put you in a new frame of reference relative to your past relative to your identity you know, we see this all the time. We talked all about this, uh, you know, as we were going through Not a Fan with this whole idea, the importance of family in, the, in, an, the, in antiquity, right? And the, 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 what one author's called uh, basically a fictional kin group. And the, the, your, your new family, you know, who are my mothers and my, who's my mother, who are my brothers and sisters, right? This moment when the disciples come and say, you know, these people are at the, looking for you. And who, who are these people but those who, do the, who hear the word of God and do it? And so there's an incredible importance and an incredible link I see within Christianity to living well, to understanding oneself as part of, if not, you know, one's blood family, then this idea of, you know, um, those who uh, participate in and who um, seek after God are... are really my family. So I guess in that sense, I would understand going to church a little bit more clearly, but I still think that there's more that we can do with this. And I think it's much more important to kind of dig into, you know, if we're being doing this to be obedient to God, what are we being to, to what exactly are we being obedient? And, and, and a lot of times what I'm hearing is it's coming back to a verse. And if that's all you've got, if there's just this verse Right and oh, we want, we want to be obedient. We want to help our children learn. And um, yeah, I, I I could keep going here, but 
can I, do you want me to throw you the ball here? You want to, do you, do you want to kind of chime in on some of this or do you want to put a, your, where do you want to go with this? I don't know. I guess in some ways I've thought about this for so long that it, it, it seems, well, I'm going to say it seems simple. So in other words, okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't buy the, the interpretation of that verse. Mm-hmm. And again, I haven't done my own deep, extensive study. Um, what little I have read and heard others relate about that passage, it's it doesn't stand up the way that other people would use it. Mm-hmm. And so to this question of, can you be a Christian without going to church? I almost say, well, why couldn't you be? Like what? I don't think you can be a complete island, mm-hmm. but I don't, but I definitely do not agree with this, this idea that of you know if in other words if going to church is just check checking a box and mm-hmm. doing it so that other people aren't unhappy with you mm-hmm. or perceive you incorrectly if that's the only reason then it's like mm, yeah then I'm then I'm then I'm kind of thinking well there's got to be a better reason than that mm-hmm. well I, I I what do you think about how Stephanie finished off. I mean, you've talked about checking the boxes, but you, you, your first comment went after you read her quotation was to kind of underscore this notion of defiantly seeking truth. What do you think about that relative to this situation? Well, I think that's kind of what it sounds like. That's kind of what she's doing or thinking about in terms of here. It's like, okay, what is the truth? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I like that word. I really like that word defiant. I would have never put those two words together. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a sense, if you're going against a culture, you are defying that culture. If that culture says that, you know, the only way to be a Christian is to go to church or the only way to know God, you can't truly, you can't truly know God if you don't go to church. Right. And <laughs> I think, again, I'm not saying, uh, I, to, I guess it's complicated. For me, it's, it's, as the years have gone by, this has become clear in my head. But yeah, I'm not saying no, just throw it away and and you don't need to go. But I don't know. I, I don't know if this was in the thread on Stephanie's wall or if it was somewhere, but it was the idea of duty versus out of love. And that puts a whole different spin on it. Because then I say, well, where does that love come from? Well, the love will come from a relationship of some sorts, wouldn't it? Mm. And then it becomes less about duty and more about the relationship so if that relationship is there and you're finding that at church go to church but if you're not then yeah i'm kind of i'm scratching my head a little bit and saying okay well what's what's the point if you're not getting anything out of it and you're doing it for other people what what's it doing for you right well well here's a question for you can churches impede our ability to know God and relate to God well? I think so. I I totally think so. And I think that's I think that's one of the biggest misnomers when it comes to church. So to mm-hmm. our earlier conversation of, you know, hey, where are you going to church or are you going to church? Mm-hmm. It only goes to that level. If you mm-hmm. say, "Yep, I'm going to church." Oh, great. Where? And as long as mm-hmm. it's not something that's, you know, someplace is too shady, well, you you know, you get the thumbs up, you check the box. Mm-hmm. 
but yes, I, but, but if it, but to me, what I think is funny is that it stops there and it's kind of assumed that, oh, well, you crossed through the doorway of a church and you heard a message on Sunday. Well, that means that you heard a good one. That means that, you know, when they, when, <laughs> you know, and I've heard that, you know, there are these like study groups that are usually not a fan and then there's the not a fan Bible study and all that. <laughs> it's like, okay, so this, this church is having a whole Bible study around not a fan. Mm-hmm. And as far as I'm concerned, based on our study of that book, that book's not very helpful. Well, is, is so in other words, so I went to church and I got the checkbox mm-hmm. for going to church. And while I was at church, I learned, you know, about not a fan and I learned some bogus theology. Well, why is that good? Okay. I mean, I really like where you're going. So, so what do you do with this? How do you, first of all, how do you communicate this to somebody in that church who's studying <laughs> that book? Second of all, how do you present what you're doing? Well, how do you frame it? Maybe skip the first question and go to the second. Assume that you can talk to that person who's in that church, studying not a fan, and assume that they're willing to talk with you about your way of approaching the matter, not going to church. How do you present that? What, what exactly are you doing I don't know. by not going to church? Wait, wait, wait. Say that. The, I, my mind was going down a completely different track. Well, I, what, is, what, what exactly are you doing when you're not going to church? What are you doing? In Me other words, personally? Not, not, not what are your actions, what are your, what are your activities, but what does that constitute? Right? It could constitute a protest. Hey, you know what? I, have, I, don't, I can't find a church that's actually seems like it's putting... It, it, the churches I'm going to seem like they're taking me in a, in a harmful direction or in a direction that's impeding my ability to know and relate well to God. So for me, well, all I can do is speak for myself. Mm. It, I would say for me, it's not a protest. It's just a... It doesn't add value. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it just doesn't... <laughs> I'd rather spend my time in different ways. Okay. Can you, can you come back a little bit on the notion of value? What, what do you mean by that? Well, when I talk to you, <laughs> <laughs> I get value from our conversations. I learn things. My thinking is sharpened. Yeah, and sometimes you really push me to think. I mean, you, you'll get me almost into a corner where I'm like, wow, okay, this position doesn't hold water and I don't have a better answer. I need to go think about this some more. So in other words, mm. there's by value, I mean it's helping me to grow. It's helping me to think differently. It's making my life richer. richer. It's making my life richer and deeper mm. compared to my experiences of going to church where instead of that happening, I was frustrated or angry or empty um, or feeling just kind of as lost as I was when I got there and then being right. like, okay, wait, why did I go to all this effort to get up early, take a shower, eat breakfast, get in the car, find a parking spot, <laughs> listen to 20 music, 20 or 30 minutes of music in a style that I really do not prefer <laughs> 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 to hear a message that's telling me something I don't agree with. <laughs> To, you know, then spend my morning that way. Right. So, and I would also qualify this by saying, I think I should probably qualify the whole conversation by saying, 
I maybe maybe my qualifications for having this conversation do not match some of the other people that people and maybe listening to this would expect, which is I feel I still feel like I'm searching. I'm still and we talk about this from time to time. Sometimes we mm-hmm. we veer away from it in some weeks and come back to it. But I'm still looking for that experience, that ongoing experience of knowing God and what that really looks like and what that really means. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping to find that by going to church. And I didn't. Right. So I was like, okay, well, there's there's a lot of downsides here and not a lot of upside. So <laughs> it just kind of became an easy decision of, would I rather stay home or put myself through what I just described a little bit ago? I think I'll mm-hmm. stay home or mm-hmm. will stay home. Our family stayed home. Right. So, and for a number of weeks, maybe a year or more, that time slot was dedicated to doing this with you, which I was like, well, this th- I'm a- this qualifies as church for me. There's two of wow. us here. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. We were Sunday mornings for so long. And so I- I'm finding this, this is... This is helping me and I mean, every time we would talk, it helped me like weeks and months and years beyond the help that I was theoretically supposed to be getting at church. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I think this is fine. Mm-hmm. You, you said a couple of things there that, that I think are really important and I'm trying to, trying to grasp them again. You said one thing about, yeah. I'm not quite sure how you said it, that, that it impacts your life in a positive way. And you said something else about, you know, looking for that experience of God, if you like, mm-hmm. through church or in church. So I guess on the one hand, I want to draw, a, a, first to draw a link. So my, my point earlier when I was listening or reading through the comments that listeners or I guess interactors with Stephanie, the people on her Facebook wall, uh, made about obedience is that if we're trying to be obedient in order to be Christ-like, and yet we're being Christ-like in order to be obedient, we're getting nowhere. It's a complete circle. And one thing that it's divorced from is what I called living a purposeful life, which sounds to be, to me, to be to what you're saying about, you know, this was meaningful and valuable for me in my day-to-day life. It had value. So just making, I'm, I'm noting a connection. Mm-hmm. The other part, I guess, is a challenge. And that is, I wonder... And I, 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 I think we would find that it is the case. Maybe I would say it this way. And out of that, I would wonder. I would think that we would find it is the case that there are some people who say, well, I do go to church and I do find the experiential peace to be meaningful and valuable. And, and I, would say, I would say in the most uh, positive, optimistic way, good for you. I don't, like, I don't have any qualms with that. I well, have you, I have qualms with the opposite of that, but I don't have any qualms with if someone's like, "Hey, what you know, what's your deal?" Like I like going and it works for me and it makes sense and I find God. I have no qualms with that. Okay, but but I'm going to push back. I I have some qualms with that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's fine. So what I'm what I guess what I mean I we want... disagree on something. We do. Oh. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but. <laughs> <laughs> so the challenge that I have here is that if people say it's working for me, then that may or may not be a good reason to go to church. In other words, if you're having, what's working? Well, I don't know. I go there and I feel good. Okay. Well, what does that mean? Well, that means God's there. Really? <laughs> so if you go to a hockey game or a, a football game or a baseball game and your team wins or it's generally a good time, does that mean God's there? 
Well, no, because that's a, that's a football Yeah, he game, helped right? one of the teams win. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to say essentially that I think we need to be very careful how we use or measure our yards, our, our emotions or, or our intellectual views as yardsticks. In other words, it may or may not be telling me something about God, or it may or may not be telling me something about me and my emotional needs, right? Or how I express myself. And so I want to come back to you and say, maybe your lack of emotional resonance with, with church may not be as significant a detractor. And I, I, I'm not, I'm not like, don't, don't, I'm not casting a, an opinion. I'm, I'm, I really am throwing something out there as a possibility, right? That's what I'm doing. And I also would like to come to those who say church works and say, me say, that may not be the best reason to be there, or that may not actually be a reason to be there. On its own, I don't think it can stand up. So in other words, what I'm trying to do is put two things together. The one is this sense of this experiential component, this expense sense of things working out. And I think we need to be a little more specific about what that is and a little more discerning about, okay, something's working, but is the right thing working? You know, coming back to this, the right thing from Stephanie's question. And well, what is that? Right. Or this it, you know, that it works. Well, what is that? What is it? And the second piece, I guess, is the intellectual component, right? Understanding who God is. And there I want to come back to Stephanie, defiantly seeking truth and living beyond checking the boxes. I think she's saying those two things in that last sentence. The one is saying, I need to have understandings that are reasonable and rationally coherent. The second is, I need to live a life that I think is purposeful, right? And I would say in Christianity, you can find both of those. The problem that I have with this specific notion that we are attending church and specifically why? To be obedient. Obedient to what? If you're being obedient to a verse, that is not God. God is not that verse. God is not characterized by that verse. I mean, if you want, if you, if you want to boil things down, then I think the only thing, that, the place you have to start is, I'm obedient to what I think is the greatest sort of decoction or distillation of that biblical text. And I think the text tells you what that is. The gospels are extremely clear. And I think they're, I have no reason to doubt them, right? So we're coming back to this idea of loving God entirely, loving myself rightly, loving my neighbor likewise. But of course, there's more than that, right? The whole story cannot be summarized that way, even if that can be, in some senses, uh, a focal point of that story, right? A focal point of what it is to relate well to God. So I am concerned when we talk about going to church as a matter of obedience and as a kind of uh, an, a requirement of obedience, that we're not being obedient to the right thing. And I would again come back to what Stephanie said, and I think you know where I'm going to go here with this. I would say we are called to be obedient to truth. We are called to focus on truth, to be truth seekers. We are called to be obedient to what to, what I just talked about as this focal point of this, the gospel story, to love and loving God. These two things are what we are to focus on. And in my mind, when you tell your account of why you don't go to church, of what was not working and what seems to be working now, that seems to me to be very much in line with this idea, A, of truth seeking, and B, I think of loving yourself in that process. 
So it sounds like I get sounds like I get marks for that, but it sounds like at the same time you're questioning my interpretation of my experience of not getting anything out of going to church. No, no, I'm not questioning that so much as saying, I'm wondering about your expectations. Oh. I'm wondering about your expectations. And uh, in other words, I think there are people who are going to church and having a great time. Maybe not a great time. Maybe that's the wrong way to put it, but it's, it's working out. And I don't think they should be there. <laughs> I seriously don't think they should be there. That sounds strange. I know. And there are people who aren't there who should be there. Now, what, where there is exactly, you know, what church and, you know, I'm, I don't think people are called to, um, I don't think church attention, attendance should be, should amount to self-flagellation. You know, some of the things you've described, I'm not, I'm not suggesting, this is not a, a backwards way of me trying to make this comment to you. It's really not. Right? But I'm taking your situation as an example and saying, I think we need to look at our expectations. Um, you know, so for instance, I'm going to a church now where after a lot of time, uh, we're talking more than a year, I am finally feeling comfortable enough to be myself with these people, to let them know something of what I do. Most of them still don't know that I podcast. They don't know that I have a blog. They don't know probably that I have a, you know, an advanced degree in theology and other things related to Christianity. Um, and that's, some of that is, is, a lot of that is down to me, right? I probably could have and should have trusted sooner. And that's a lesson for me to think about, you know, what were my expectations of these people? What do they have to do to jump through those hoops for me? Who do they have to be? And in many ways, it's up to me to recognize, you know, Greg, you're, when it comes to Christianity and this whole idea of rigor and thoroughness and your application, you know, you're not going to walk into a church and find five guys like you. How many people do I know that have got a degree like I've got? And how many people do I know who are, you know, podcasting weekly on this or kind of working towards a, on their own time, uh, working towards a PhD? I mean, uh, that's just weird. It doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't expect that. So why, why? So I, you know, I'm challenging my own expectations when I have that view. It's so like, wait, no, how does this relate to my expectations? I still, still not clear on what you were suggesting. Well, we've talked a couple times about this. I, about the following and the following is, I agree that there needs to be an experiential component to Christianity. And in some ways, that means it's got to be purpose, purposeful. It's got to be coherent. In other ways, it's more, it's more kind of in your face, and it means God has to show up. But I don't think that God has to show up for everybody in their life individually. I think that God has to show up in some people's lives in very personal ways. In other words, I'm touting and um, extolling the virtue of testimony. So if you look all around you and you see no evidence of God anywhere, well, that's a big problem because we're, you know, as human beings, we want to be truth seekers, but as Christians, we're supposed to be truth seekers. So if truth seeking points me away from God, what is that telling me? I mean, I could be a very poor truth seeker potentially, or there might just not be enough evidence. Both of those things are to be considered. But I guess what I'm saying from your position, from your perspective, You've got some degree of evidence on the experiential plane, if only, say, for me. 
or from other people that you might know. Now, is that enough to, I don't know, uh, motivate you to go back to church? I don't know. No. <laughs> Probably not. No, but it's, but, a, but it's a really I, interesting thing because it's like, yeah, I, I feel I have, I have different data points, but yes, my... As something, this is my homework right here, I think, which is where did I get a, where did I get certain expectations that it was supposed to be a certain way? And yeah, are those realistic or not? Yeah. And then some of these, some of the comments that, uh, you know, we could go back to some of the comments on uh, Stephanie's wall and, and people are, again, this kind of notion of duty and this, this sort of pleases God and we're supposed to be teaching our children. And, you know, again, all of these things are, are important, but Oh, gee, we could talk about the difference between teaching our children to believe versus teaching our children to understand. I think we are to teach our children to understand, Ooh, not to teach our other, children to believe. That's a whole other episode there too. Absolutely. But I mean, we're caught up in this because this is one of the paralyzers, right? As soon as you're, you know, you're not just you or you're you and your spouse because you're too kind of, uh, you know, knowledgeable and, and uh, responsible and authoritative sources. All of a sudden, you are the authority and the res- you have the responsibility for two other lives or another life or how many other kids you have, right? And then all of a sudden, that's a paralyzer. I've got to do with what's right for them, even though I think this is right for me. Well, you know, that's a good way to kind of catch yourself and make yourself think, you know, but I think the question still is, Obedience to what? What's being valued here? What's God? In other words, there's a degree to which we have to own this. I'm going to come back to your freaking mission statement. We need to own our beliefs for ourselves, which is not just being able to explain them to other people when we're in a pinch or someone says, why are you a Christian? It's being able to explain it to ourselves and help and so in a way that we can understand what it is that makes this real for us. And what it is that by being in it, we become more real. We become more human, more fully alive, more flourishing, et cetera. And I think this is, this is essentially where a lot of, uh, we just don't go. Our, our churches don't teach us. We don't take the time. If you ask people to characterize their Christianity, they're going to come back to you mostly with Bible verses. Well, that's a source of information. But it's not yours. It's not, these aren't your words. I didn't write any of that text. They're helpful and they can be useful when we're trying to discern things. But in terms of, you know, what Christianity is about, well, it's a, in my mind, Christianity is a, a blend, if you like, of a research project requiring rigor and a dramatic performance or presentation requiring inspiration and producing delight. You know, and other people might say something different, right? They might see it in a different way. And that's great. But if you don't have a sense of what this is, and then who is God? You know, what's the Bible about? Well, the Bible's about talking about who God is, who slash what human beings are, and what the nature of the relationship between the two should be. That's the main focus of the Bible, right? So we get off track when we haven't done the work and we haven't been maybe if you like, uh, led through the steps to developing some of these answers for ourselves as though somehow that was a wrong thing to do. And it seems to me that's exactly what you're doing. 
you're developing all this for yourself, you know, which seems to me, I, it's, it's, it's the goal of, of church, you know? <laughs> so I'm not trying to necessarily pat you on the back, but I, I just, I do see that what you're doing seems to me be completely consonant with the idea of being at church, even though for you, you found that doing, you know, being at church makes it difficult to do these things. Yeah. And I would just to kind of close this out, I'm not ruling out, I would not rule out church either. Right. I'm at the same time. So in other words, if someone came along and if you live in Portland, Oregon, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) If you go somewhere, if you know of a place that based on what little you know me from hearing me talk on this podcast, you think would be like a fit, let me know. I'm open. I'm not saying I'll go, but you know, I'm, I'm not so down on church that I'm like, I'll never go again in my life. I'll just say that in the searching that I did do and what I do know of churches in my area, Hmm. they aren't the right place for me right now. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if we've totally answered Stephanie's question or I think we've started down that path, but uh, Mm -hmm. hopefully she'll let us know how we're doing. (laughs) And if there's anyone else out there, you have thoughts, comments on this, uh, throw a comment on the website. Request an invite to the private Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Let us know what you thought of this episode. That's how this episode actually came to life. So you just never know. It's always helpful to have a jumping off point and kind of know what people want to hear about, think about, talk about. We'll take it from there. Thanks for listening to the Untangling Christianity podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts or questions on this episode, so leave a comment at the website, untanglingchristianity.com slash 89. We also invite you to join our private Facebook group. To receive an invitation, send an email to feedback at untanglingchristianity.com and tell us your biggest need or problem when it comes to Christianity. We'll get an invitation right out to you. Music on this podcast is made possible by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com and is licensed under a Creative Commons license. Tune in next week for a new episode.